welcome to this episode of Fantasy for the Ages, the show where a father and son sit down and talk about some fantasy, specifically books. I'm the son of that equation, Zach. And I'm the father, Jim. Thanks for being with us again here today. We've got a fun episode lined up for you today. Another one of our to read or not to reads, but this one will be a little bit different. Okay. More about that in a moment. Zach, how you doing today? I'm doing all right. I'd be doing a little bit better if my dog would eat. He knows where the food is. He will eat if he's ready to eat and wants to eat. He just hasn't been eating a whole lot these last couple days because he's been very overwhelmed in a different environment, different people. But now that we're home, I'm like, please eat. I want you to keep eating. You don't need a fat dog either, though. So don't push it on him. I mean, I'm not. That's where I'm like, I'm not pushing food on him. I just would be personally a more content and less slightly concerned dog dad if he just ate. (laughs) Mm. Well... I have no such problem here. No dogs, no cats, no animals of any kind. You mean you're not concerned about me eating? Um, no, you you were weird eating as a kid. You really were. You you should have ate more. <laughs> you still could probably eat more. <laughs> probably. Moving on from eating, what are you drinking? As we do sometimes, we keep it rolling from a previous recording to our next one. I don't know which one of these actually comes out first. The other one comes out first. Cool. So I'm still working my way through a pot of coffee, so I'm still drinking Irish coffee. What about you, Dad? Can you tell? Is that the expensive thing I got you? I don't think so. It is. Is it? I made a Sazerac using very classy cognac. Yep. Merry Christmas. Early. Thank you. I haven't opened Mm -hmm. mine yet. Ah, I haven't really been home and cocktail making enough, but I saw that you uh, got ready so that you can make yourself and upgrade your bar a little bit. And I will admit that's not the first time I've opened that cognac. So (laughs) Mm, good stuff. Still a winner. Yes. We'll see if it makes it to Christmas when it was the gift for. It probably will. (laughs) All right. To read or not to read today, we're talking about the Dresden Files. A reminder, and this is going to be really easy and important for me today, this is a spoiler light episode. Yep. Now, why I say that is I've read all of the Dresden Files, including all the short stories. I've got content Mm -hmm. out there on these, all of these books and stuff here on our YouTube channel. Look for the Dresden Files playlist. You can find deep dive reviews of all of them. That's not what this is today, though. Mm-hmm. This is just surface level as we justify whether you should read these or maybe not if you haven't read them. And if you have read, well, you'll find out if you agree with our takes or not. Now, being spoiler light will be very easy for me because I've read, uh, if I if I hold it just right, yeah, that I right. match up. Uh, <laughs> I've read. Yes, he, he's only read oh. book one, Stormfront. It gives him a taste. well done (laughs) so he has an idea of what's in this series but not nearly what i have so we will not be spoiling because he's continuing on through the series but i think it'll be somewhat entertaining to hear his perspective after book one versus mine after book 17 plus so we'll have some fun with that our thoughts here are our own they are highly subjective we respect that you may have an alternate opinion but we're going to give you ours So feel free to give yours back over social media or here in the comments. 
And if we entertain you with our reasons, our legit thoughts on this series, like the video, subscribe to our channel, tell other people about Fantasy for the Ages, and send them our way. All right. We always start out with just the facts, and I actually have a few more facts in this series than I usually do on things we've talked about. So let me dive in. Ed, what are the facts? Jim Butcher, the author, has written an urban fantasy series for us in the Dresden Files. This is an ongoing series, currently 17 books long, plus numerous short stories and a few graphic novels. Butcher decided, way back at the age of 19, that he was going to be a professional author, and admittedly, from his own thoughts, his first attempts, three different fantasy novels, were horrible. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody's ever seen them other than him. So, recognizing he needed help, he actually enrolled in a writing course, and on the advice and guidance of the instructor of that course, he put together a very different style of book, patterned after a style, an author whose content he'd enjoyed. And the book he came up with, this novel he wrote, is what eventually became Stormfront, book one of the Dresden Files. Told by his instructor, eh, this this is not bad. I think this is publishable. He went out there and decided to see if he could get someone to publish Stormfront. It's not easy to get published. I have a friend, actually one of our Patreon supporters, Eric, trying to get published with a book he's written. It's been years. And it took Jim Butcher about three years to finally land with a publisher willing to take a shot on this book. In the meanwhile, though, he was into it. He kept writing. So by the time Stormfront comes out in 2000, published by Rock Publishing, a division of Penguin Books, mm-hmm. he already had Full Moon, book two, done. And he was almost done with book three, Grave Peril. So they were able to publish pretty quickly here. Stormfront comes out there in 2000. Full Moon hits in January of 2001. And Grave Peril is already out that same December. After that... Butcher kept dropping books every year, year to year and a half, until he'd published Skin Game, his 15th book in the series, back in 2015. So 2000 to 2015, 15 books. And then we get to that moment fans of authors dread. The Void. Nothing Mm. new came out in 2016, or 2017, or 2018, just... There's nothing happening. Fans are genuinely starting to get worried. But Jim Butcher actually stayed in touch with his fans somewhat. He he spoke about what he was doing. He was actively writing book 16, Peace Talks. But on his website, uh, in 2019, it appeared some reasons why the book had not come out yet. Why it was taking him so much longer to get book 16 done. And you can still find this article out there where Mm -hmm. he lists, well, he got divorced along with the fallout that comes from all of that. His dog died. That's a big one. And Jim said the dog was the brains of the operation. So it took him a while to kind of get things back together when his dog was gone. He got engaged and remarried. He moved to another state to be with, you know, who he was married to now. And he lived in an apartment with no private writing space for years longer than intended because the contractor building his new house blew the deadline by a couple of years at least. So there were a lot of big life changes that made it a little more difficult. That's right. Hey, hi, Jason. We've got our patron Jason with us here today. 
Glad to have you with us. So we've got 2018, 2019. He's starting to make a little more progress. He's updating them. It's coming. It's coming. But in the meanwhile, he does publish his second short story collection, Briefcases, mm-hmm. which mostly had short stories that were already out there and had been published in various places. But there was one brand new thing, the longest short story in the collection called Zoo Day, which was original and does occur after Skin Game. So a little bit, you know, we get a little bit more of the story. Yay. And fans were very happy about that. Finally, after a five year wait, Jim Butcher came through in a big way. Book 16 Peace Talks published in the July of 2020. And then delightfully followed just two months later by book 17, Battleground. So it wasn't just they waited and they waited and they got one book. They got two books. And really, these two books go hand in hand. So it was very nice of him to publish them this way. If he published (laughs) Peace Talks and then there was a gap, people would have been dying. So to know there was only a couple of months and they got the resolution of things laid out in Peace Talks was very good. Now, again, we're sticking spoiler light in this episode. Yeah. But if you want the deep coverage, again, I'll point you to my other Dresden Files episodes. That's where all the goods are out there. Don't check a single one of them out if you haven't read the books they relate to. Got it. Since Battleground, there have been two additional releases of stories. There's a short story called Little Things. And I'll admit, this is the one I haven't read yet. It features a character named Toot. Toot. And his battle with a monster that threatens pizza that's a important story yeah you i know, know enough to be... know what that's about kind of it's, it's important. in a short story collection that jim butcher is a contributor to so i haven't read that yet when i can get my hands on it as a standalone or something i may get to that one but he also has a novella that came out called the law harry dresden involved in a more typical kind of dresden case trying to help people in chicago post the events in battleground so we've gotten a little more In the meantime, Dresden is busy uh, with his plans, working towards more books. We have a general suggestion from the author of what's coming. So Butcher has shared already that the next two titles will be 12 Months and then Mirror Mirror, so books 18 and 19. He's also said multiple times in different places that at this point, his plan is to publish 22 Dresden Files novels, And then finish up the series with a big apocalyptic trilogy. So So a minimum of 25. 25 books. Now, an author reserves the right to change his mind, but that's the plan at this point. The last note in this Just the Facts part is that there was an attempt to bring the Dresden Files to television. We saw it before I ever read any of the books. Back in 2007. Yeah. It aired in the U.S., Canada, and the U.K., In the timeline of how the books were coming out, that means this came out, the series hit the screen just after the eighth book, Proven Guilty, had been published. Many fans of the series were disappointed, as despite it using the same setting and many of the familiar characters, it was telling nowhere near the same stories as you get in the books. And I'll be honest, from reading one book and what I remember of the show, Harry Dresden is very different between the two portrayals. Yes, the tone is different. The portrayal is different. Jim Butcher actually responded online in a forum, you know, fans bashing the TV series so upset. And there's a quote I found where he says, the show is not the books. 
It is not meant to follow the same story. It is meant as an alternate world where the overall background and story world is similar, but not all the same things happen. The show is not attempting to recreate the books on a chapter by chapter or even story by story basis. Which is all great, but it doesn't necessarily help the fans who wanted their books adapted into the show. It sounded like back in 2007, he was already saying it's a new turning of the wheel. Yeah. The effort with the TV show basically failed, though. You don't want to alienate nearly all the fans. It never goes well. The show was canceled after this one season. 12 episodes. It was also in a weird gap in television where we'd left the things like Buffy and then its successor, Angel. I loved Buffy. And hadn't quite picked up some of the more modern now sci-fi fantasy tv stuff there's that little interim where a lot of things were trying and a lot of things weren't being given more than about a season so you're saying it was rough to break into television back it was then. about a five to ten year gap there i i okay. say it's closer to five that was just really bad for sci-fi fantasy on tv i'm curious how you know that so well when you were not even 10 well it's the same period of time i'm pretty sure that like firefly fits into that same five-year period which okay amazing show one season i admit i've only watched one episode of firefly sorry i just it, i don't blame it. you too much because it's a great season <laughs> but it's just a season and you, there's no more there's a movie kind i'm of. curious jason you can chat there in the private chat i don't know if you saw firefly if you you know what he's talking about this gap i'm just kind of curious there too I feel like I was still watching plenty of TV back then, but for some reason, no, didn't get well, that. You were, but that's a lot TV that I grew up on with a lot of the like CSI shows, those procedurals that we were watching, rather than a uh, episodic sci-fi fantasy tale. Got it. Okay. Well, let's move on to personal experiences with this series. Uh, shall I go first, or would you like to go first? You can go first. Ah, Jason does say he caught Firefly. But he also notes Battlestar Galactica. That was in that, that same one time frame. We totally survived. watched that show. That was awesome. So that one made it. That one made it. Yes. All right. I knew about Dresden Files for many years. I'd heard of the series. I knew it was out there. Thought I should check them out someday. <clears throat> My first direct experience was actually that TV series, though. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to watch it because I'd heard of the Dresden Files. I'm like, oh, it's on TV now. Yay. I found the show rather entertaining and was disappointed it was canceled. But again, at that point, I had not yet touched the source material. I finally picked up Stormfront in June of 2021. I went back and checked my Goodreads. When was that? Yeah. And that was right in the midst of the COVID lockdown. We're sitting at home. We're doing nothing. I'm reading up a storm. I was instantly intrigued and entertained by this series. I loved the writing, the tone, the humor. I felt like Jim Butcher understood my sense of humor. It was probably the other way around. I couldn't read these books fast enough. So I just one right after another pounded them out. All 17 because 17 were out by then. And I read the related short stories along the way. I'd found a chronological timeline so I could fit them in where they belong. Mm -hmm. And that really enriched the series. I completed Battleground by the middle of February 2020. So about seven, seven and a half months of reading, got through all the books. Hold on. Some June didn't work in those years because you started it in 2021 and you finished it in 2020, you just said. No, 2022. 2022. That makes more sense. I was like, how'd you go back in time? 
uh, either I misspoke or your ears glitched or my ears may have glitched. I mean, it happens. <laughs> Anyways, I'm fine. I have to wait for more content now because the end of Battleground and then the law. I mean, it's a fine place to hang out for a while. We're OK there. The Dresden Files was some of the most entertaining books I've read in my entire life, not just for laughs, haha, there's a lot of ha-ma-ha moments, but the overall plot, the engagement with characters, the developing tension, I'm a fan. That's my personal experience. How about you, Zach? I've only read the first book. I did it recently. I got the first eight or nine, Christmas 2021. It was on my TBR at the time. Uh, I passed the list around to some people. And Rachel's grandma, who is the same person I have inherited some books signed by Robert Jordan from, got me those first eight or nine books. And I was kind of planning out when am I going to read these things? It's always been on my list, but I've had other things I'm reading. You were choice blowing through them and doing content on them. And I'm like, I'm going to get there, but there's so many. And I don't know when I want to do it. And I eventually kind of got to a point where I'm like, I'm going to put them between other books. And I think that'll work. I don't think I have to blow through them in a row. I'll just throw them in there as spice. That was my original idea. So I've read Stormfront (laughs) now. And then I'll be, I'm currently working on Rhythm of War. And then I'll, at some point, maybe next, because Rhythm of War is very big, maybe one more book later, get to the next one there, Grave Peril. No, Full Moon, then Grave Peril. Anyway. Right. I'm clearly intending to read more of these at least these first eight or nine. And by then I'm probably going to read them all. Mm -hmm. I know they're good, but I've only done this one. So a lot of my opinions are going to be based purely on this one book. I did see that show with you. We watched it together. That was a first experience to Dresden, but I knew this was out there. It just wasn't something that I immediately said, I have to read this yet. Your description of how you intend to read the books triggers a memory that I'd forgotten Because yes, at my TBR, I had originally planned to work through them the same way you just described. These first books, they're episodic. I could easily just squeeze them in between other things. But they're too good. I got sucked in. So I think I did read something between book one and book two. Maybe between book two and book three. But by then, nope. To me, the fact that most of them are only three to four hundred pages as opposed to five, six or over a thousand gives me a better opportunity to feel like, yeah, I can hop away for a week, two weeks, read this, boom. Stormfront I read in a couple days. So (laughs) let's talk about the strengths of the series then. We'll go again, as we usually do, kind of back and forth until we run out of strengths. The first one for me that jumps out is simply the humor. There's humor all the way through this series. I have laughed out loud more times reading this series than anything I can remember, anything else I've read. Now, I will say as a caveat, you can't just say it's funny because it's not comedy humor. I I would say it fits very much with your sense of humor because there are many characters already that I've met that are smart asses. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) There's a lot of clever wit humor. Yes. As well as intentional assholeness. That is funny. <laughs> is that your strength then? Or are you just oh, elaborating I was just ripping on off of your humor to give an elaboration? Okay. One strength, in my opinion, is how it handles magic. Hmm. It, it seems to be something that has a sort of level of mysticism and 
There are rules and stipulations, and it handles what mages wizards are in a lot of media very well in that mm -hmm. sense, mm -hmm. while also putting it in a modern context in a fun, interesting, as far as I know, fairly unique way. And the biggest place where I actually key into that, potion making. Yeah. Very interesting, but modernized. And I love it. I love how you said that, because I, I agree with you. And as you continue through the books, you're going to find the magic. It has layers. And they just keep getting unfurled more and more as you go in. So liking what you saw in book one, your appreciation is only going to grow, in mm -hmm. my opinion. All right. Another strength I will put in is the fact that the early books are episodic. You know, you read that first book. It's a story unto its own. Book two, it's going to do the same thing. It's going to be very episodic, a book unto its own. But as you move through the series, it transforms into a more epic story. And yet these episodic tales are foundation for what is going to happen later. And it's not like, uh, okay, we forget the episodic stuff. Now we're to the real story. Mm -mm. There's tie-ins everywhere. It's brilliant. I look forward to rereading again because there's so much planted in these early books that I'm sure I didn't catch as well. I've read the series once and then I've skimmed a second time as I reviewed them. Mm -hmm. but I want to go back and do a deep read again. And I know I will thoroughly enjoy it. I'll probably do that as we're getting close to book 18 coming out. Now I will say as well, the last of my strengths is something that some people can consider a weakness probably. And that's that it really defines, it does a clear good job of showing what the general pacing for urban fantasy typically is. The reason I say this could be a weakness is if you don't like that kind of pacing does not really dull moments. It, it can build upon itself, but really it's, wow, look at this new interesting thing. And then, whoa, look at this new interesting situation. And then, whoa, whoa. this new... It's trying to go from high to high to high to high throughout the entire book, which can be a wild ride and a rush, and I think is a strength for the genre. But it could be a weakness to a reader who's turned off by that. Sticking to strengths, I will agree with you that that is a strength of the series, though. It's a great series for people who have trouble focusing for too long on deep stuff. Because it just keeps going. There's so much. The pacing is boom, boom, boom. There's not a lot of slow, deep moments. There's deep themes. There are. But they're hidden within a lot of action. And that's the Dresden Files. That's mm -hmm. urban fantasy. Yeah, I agree with you. Another strength I'll put down, and, and this ties into something that Jason also dropped in the comments here, where he said the, the early books set up the characters for the whole series. And, and I say it goes even beyond the characters. There are foundational elements throughout these earlier books and even into later books that then Jim Butcher ties into the future plot in fantastic ways. I swear he doesn't waste anything. The, the most simplest throwaway thing that might happen in book three has a payoff in book 17. It's like, holy crap. I don't know what's going on in his planning room, but 
it's amazing, you know, and I, I swear some of it is probably he's in book 16, 17, working and stuff, and he's going, okay, I want to do something else cool here. Let me go back and look at book two. What yeah, can I it use? feels a lot like how I build D&D <laughs> campaigns, where it's like, this, uh, what, what's a loose end that I left back there yeah, that I can yeah. now make not be a loose end, and it looks genius like I planned it from the original right, beginning. Right, right. Now, I'm going to tell you some of the things that happened later. Oh, no, he planned it. You can tell. There's no way. But there are other things that, yeah, maybe when he was writing earlier, he left some hooks out there thinking, I can probably come back and use this later. And he does. He doesn't forget any of this stuff. But the fact that you can't always tell which one is which is a good job of clever writing and storytelling. Yep. Okay. You got another strength? No. All right. I have three more. You love these books. I do love these books. So I guess no I'm coming denying. up with all the weaknesses. Uh. <laughs> okay, here's one. The brevity of the books. They're easy to consume. I mean, come on, we're hitting books that are a thousand, thousand plus in the fantasy genre sometimes. Yeah, Rhythm these... of Wars in the other room. I don't want to check how many right? pages it is off the top of my head. I mean, your mother's reading A Memory of Light, and if she drops it, she breaks a toe. You know, these things are tomes. And the Dresden Files are so easy to go through. Because, you know, 300 pages. You can fit four of them into a Brandon Sanderson novel. So it, it's delightful to read those. That's uh, Therefore, I think it's very approachable. Harry Dresden, he's a delightful character. I love what Jim Butcher has created. Now, your context is book one, and spoiler light, but the Harry Dresden I know is not the Harry Dresden you know yet. Yeah, he's a less delightful character. <laughs> he's going to grow. This is what characters do. They mature over time. And this series goes through many years. So you'll you'll get there. The last one I have is simply the number of books. There's a lot out there. So when you get into the Dresden Files, you've got a lot to enjoy. I consider that a strength. And again, they're easy to consume. And you can keep consuming. Yummy. Okay, good stuff. Strength. All right weaknesses okay you've got weaknesses let's let you go first i only have three we're gonna start with one that kind of pick, piggybacks off of something that you were just talking with the strengths and that's that while i understand that there is supposedly going to be great character growth and that a lot of the characters that you meet early on are characters you stick with and they're going to be characters that you get to see that growth early on the characters serve the plot not the other way around the characters fit into their various roles to fulfill the story, and so they can feel not very fleshed out. The only character in the first book who really feels like you have a firm concept of kind of who they are and then have a place to grow from rather than fitting for the story is Harry Dresden. Everyone else only exists as to how they impact Harry or the plot, which is fine, but it makes them kind of one-dimensional one until eventually they'll get built upon. And I'm sure they will, but there's not enough space in that first book. How it's structured, how it's chosen to be done story and pacing-wise, the characters aren't developed enough to satisfy me for what I've read so far. Right. One book <laughs> in. Absolutely. Something I will say about this series is it's partly on display the development of an author. So the quality of the book in book one, his first attempt written in a writing class, 
you compare that to later books and it's a stark comparison. You can see how much better Jim Butcher has gotten with the way he can write characters, with the way he develops the plot, all those things. So your criticisms of Stormfront, very accurate. And I'm glad you're committed to keep reading because you're going to enjoy the progression. A weakness I have for this mm-hmm. series, and this is more profound early in the series, but still has elements, I'll say all the way through, they just get much less, is the way women are written. That was going to be my next by one. Harry Dresden. It's something that really troubles some readers. Some people give up on the series altogether because of it. I admit I didn't struggle with it because I, I sensed what he was doing what the author was doing and the way he was writing it. So I wasn't surprised to see how it changes over time. Yeah. Plus part of it was just Harry Dresden and his old fashioned values that I found a little endearing, but then there is, you know, there were seeing the physical attributes of every woman he sees, you know, okay. He matures. <laughs> there were some aspects, especially in that first book that felt misogynistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's no way around it. it. It did. Yeah. I will give the smallest <laughs> bit of credit in that most of the misogyny felt like it came from the character, not the author. It felt like something that was very much this character is viewing exactly. this, not I think this is about woman, women. However, it doesn't necessarily make it better. doesn't necessarily excuse it. I'm glad he's going to grow. I'm glad this is going to be better. Uh, it's still something that I didn't like reading. And not all of it was that there are some certain structures to plot and roles that I don't necessarily enjoy from that misogynistic stance. Yeah. Jason's with you in the chat. He totally has that same thing. And he he leans into that fact that this is told from Harry's perspective. The whole series will be told from Harry's perspective. You get some other POVs and some of the short stories, but the novels are all Harry's point of view. And so... I find Butcher does a really good job of showing the way Harry looks at the world. And therefore, we get to see how Harry's view of the world and of women changes as he matures, as he gets more life experience. I thought he did a good job, but admittedly can be a little rough in that first book. More so in the first book than anywhere else. And I will say, Harry's not the only horny bastard in that first book. (laughs) It's true. But... There are some horny bastards in the world. Come on. The, I that's mean, a reality. Yeah, that doesn't mean I want to be reading inside their heads. <laughs> it's a dark, scary place. Okay, that was my weakness. You got another weakness? That was the one I really wanted to mention next. You've got ones planned. Go to your next one, and then we'll come back to me. Okay, my next one is that the series is not yet completed. Mm. I mean, you know how I feel about series. I don't typically read a series if it's not done. It's got to be something special. Like I'm reading the Stormlight Archive. I have faith Brandon Sanderson's going to see this through. I may not live to see the end of it, but I'm going to keep reading. Uh, I won't start the King Killer Chronicle because I don't know if we'll ever get book three, and I don't want to. I don't want to go there. I just don't. But Dresden Files, I'm with him, and I'm glad I didn't have that five year wait before I started reading. But since it's not done, we can't be sure he's going to nail the landing. It could end up being Hunger Games Syndrome. You just don't know. So that's a weakness. Now, my next weakness is kind of related, but it is different. It's also something that if you start reading this and love this, if urban fantasy is your jam, 
this is not a weakness. This is a strength. But in most other contexts, it's a weakness. This series is stupid long. <laughs> Which, if long series that follow similar characters that are this, that you want to keep reading more of the same kind of stuff, is what you're wanting, that's amazing. But if you're not someone who typically reads fantasy and you usually read novels, maybe a trilogy here and there, seeing something that's currently, what, 17, 18, 19 books, 17, and it's going to be 25, 25 minimum, I have a hard enough time convincing people to read The Wheel of Time. Granted, those are larger books for the most part, but if you put the both of them on the shelf, I'm not sure which one takes up more space. So that can be a serious negative detracting factor when trying to get into it. Now, if you start it and love it, you're always glad to have more books. Yep. But I'd say a weakness is the intimidation factor of how many books there are. The only other weakness I had on my list was the same thing you just said, the number of books. Some people don't want to commit to such length. It's true. But to give you some context, when a series is good and you really want it, Okay, it's going to be 25 books. In our Discord book club, we're reading The Dragon Riders of Pern. 26 books. They're all about the same length. I didn't say I didn't have that problem with Dragon Riders of Pern. They're all about the same length as the Dresden Files books. It's a very similar comparison. It's just epic fantasy versus urban fantasy. But yeah, if it's good enough, you'll keep reading. But if you don't know yet and you're just looking, hmm, nice trilogy, I'll try that. You're right. Ooh, 17 books and it's not done yet? I will yeah. throw one more potential weakness out there. The writing, at least in the first book that I've read, is a very casual, palatable level of writing, mm -hmm. which is entertaining, is good. If you're looking for something a little more highbrow educated in your prose, you're not going to get beautiful prose here. That's not what it's for. This is the action movie, not the drama. That doesn't mean that there's bad writing. It's just not what it's going for. And so you need to understand that before you read it. I'm struggling with that one. Again, book one, true. Oh, and there I'm are some arguing... moments later in the series where I would put the pros up against some significant stuff. He has his moments, but still, for the most part, you're right. Action, big stuff. I hit my mic again. I got to stop. For the that. most part, I would argue it's a stylistic choice. And again, it's something that is common to the genre. And so it's less a weakness of Dresden Files and more a weakness of the genre, if that's not your cup of tea. I think it's quite enjoyable and it's a palate cleanser of sorts from other kinds of writing. Mm -hmm. But not everyone would agree with it. Urban fantasy in and of itself is a little bit of a contentious mess of a genre because it's defined by these certain things, but it's also not very well defined. And that's part of what makes it great. But the Dresden Files is one of the biggest and most defining series in that genre. It takes me back to the Just the Facts section of this episode where we noted Butcher originally had tried to write three fantasy novels that were more this epic high fantasy stuff. One of them he tried was a paranormal sort of thing, but none of them were urban fantasy and they were a hot mess. And it was that writing coach that basically said, okay, you liked that other author's urban fantasy. Why don't you try that style? And it worked for Jim Butcher. So thankfully it works for me too. <laughs> but you're right. It is not what other things are. Let's move on to would we ever read the series again? For me, it's absolutely, I already said it on this episode. I've read it 
one and a half times. I look forward to reading it again. I probably, you know, definitely the build up to 18. I probably won't be able to wait that long. I would imagine 2023, I'll go through the series again because it's just such a fun ride. As it stands for me, no, absolutely not. It's something that I've enjoyed so far. I think I will continue to enjoy. As you said, it will be a wild ride, but I don't think I will find, especially with my memory of things typically, I don't think I will find a lot of value in a second read. I look forward to you eating those words. <laughs> like just once you've wrong. got a greater I context. Enjoyable. I think I'll understand the stuff. I think you'll it feel takes different. a lot for me to think of something is going to get me significantly more value on a second read, especially considering how I tend to read things. Okay. Rating scale one to a hundred. This is where we subjectively, very subjectively rate mm -hmm. the series compared to everything individually we have read in fantasy and sci-fi. I'll go first so that you can be mad and give a proper where you think it should be having read all of it. Because <laughs> I've only read the first and arguably worst book. So uh, with the understanding that this has room to grow, 58... All right. Hey, I appreciate it's not in your bottom half. No, it's it's above it's above the bottom half. Part of it was I was sitting here thinking and going, we just rated the inheritance cycle. And I give that a 51. <laughs> Can't be. And I know I've that. only read this one book, and if I had to compare the second book in that series to the first book in this series, I picked the second book in that series. But I know but that one the series one. is going to be really good and the full series to no, I I I I'll put this higher. And so there it starts go. at a, a 58 for me. I might be vaguely generous, but it's a little bit of a approximation knowing it'll probably rise as I continue to read. Yep. We do have the benefit of a Patreon supporter with us today, so we'll throw in Jason's score. He gives it an 85. Yeah, That's I uh, was score. his score dyslexic dyslexically. <laughs> 58 for you, 85 for Jason. I thought about this a little bit, went, hmm, I really like this series, but compared to everything I've read... Where would I put it? Is this in your top three series? I actually gave it a 95. Yeah, I'm like, is this one of... What series can this go toe-to-toe -to -toe with? I, I'm I mean, sitting here think going, about it. I We've it done... We're working through the Wheel of Time. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite series. You've enjoyed it very much. We're, we're going through... We're on book five now. Did we do chapter a reader by not chapter. to read for Wheel of Time? No, because it's a given. Read it. Duh. <laughs> but... What else have I been willing to give deep episode content to that I've been willing to pour hours into prepping only the Dresden Files? Because well, I was so much into them, so enjoyed them, I had to talk about them. They're that strong for me. I've also, to be fair, just out in the universe, there are a couple books or series that I've told you not to do that because I want to be there for sure when you do. For example, the Stormlight Archive. Yeah. That will be some monumental. Work. That one is also one that is worth going into, <laughs> but I want to be there. So, <laughs> so 95 may be on the high end, to be honest, but compared to everything I've read, man, I love this series on so many levels. Honestly, if it nails the landing, we'll see if you get it up to like a 98 or something even. Ah, we gotta leave room for perfection to come That's why we leave the else. 99 open and the 100 <laughs> is unattainable. The 100, nobody right. gets. But the 99, somebody uh, might, but probably not. 
It's possible I've gone a little high with 95 because I'm fanboying too strong. I'll acknowledge that, but you love what you love. It's a subjective rating. Final question. What sort of person do we think might enjoy this series? Urban fantasy reader for sure. Someone who's interested in fantasy but does not like huge world building and the almost dull character building and all that slogging that you have to do in some of the more epic fantasy that can be very enjoyable, very in there, but boring. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because there's not a lot of world building that goes on the Dresden Files. Now, there no. is in the sense of the paranormal world. Yeah. The magical context is built over the course of the series. But for the most part, the setting is Chicago. You know, it's stuff we're familiar with. And then this extra magical element. So you don't have to spend a lot of time with that boring world building that some people might feel. Now, Jason points out in our chat that there is a noir element, this detective quality that mm -hmm. Dresden brings in. Yep. And it does bring in an entirely separate group of people. If that old school noir detective storytelling is your jam, give it a try. Because it's a oh, new, sure. fresh perspective on an old classic that you love. Who I thought would enjoy the series, what I wrote was mature adults with a sense of humor who like the blend of an urban setting with the paranormal. I would put the caveat of your sense of humor, because people can have a sense of humor <laughs> and not find this funny. I suppose that's accurate. People can find it a sense, have a sense of humor and just find this to be rude and abrasive. I don't. So when do you but start full moon? When? When you're going to wait till Rhythm of War is done? I'm definitely going to finish Rhythm of War first. Oh, wow. And then okay. right. it might be next. I might have something else that I plan before that. It partially depends on how I feel coming out of Rhythm of War. Okay. But I've still got about two thirds of that book. The first three books in the Dresden Files, they make a nice little wrapped up in a bow arc in a way to launch the rest of the series. So... You really have to read through book four before judging, should I bother with the rest? If you say so. And that's about the size of Rhythm of War. Maybe not even that long. I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> a pretty large number of books to have to read to decide, should I bother? That oh, you don't said, have to. I will, you don't have to at that I point. I mean, I'm just saying you, you get the full flavor of what's going to be going on by that point. I will give you a little bit of credit. A lot of epic fantasy that our big long series follow a similar pattern. Take the wheel of time. We've been talking the first three books kind of has a nice little self-contained little arc. Each one True. has a fun story yep. thing. And then it explodes into something bigger in the fourth. Oh man, the shadow rising. What a book. Yeah, totally. So there's some similar things. Now there are some people that will tell you, Oh, you got to get all the way to changes. That's which is a book way out in the series. I think it's book 12. It's I know it's out there. And I'm like, no, no. By the time you get to book four, if you're enjoying this ride, you're in. No worries. And then, yeah, it continues. That's where, you know, eventually we'll switch over from less of the episodic to more of the overall story. And yet the episodic elements are still there until you get to 16 and 17. Those two books are an episode together. Which part one and part two. He really would have wrote one book, but it would have been twice the size of anything he'd done before. And the publishers were like, dude, you can't nah. break your mold. So split it in half. 
So instead, it's a part one, part two, mid-season finale. It really is. Which really means really it's is. actually going to be a 35, not 25 book series. Um, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> all right. Any last comments? I've said all I need to say today. I'll get some updates as we keep going. Maybe I'll keep giving some little book blasts and uh, let us know how yeah. we're feeling about Jurassic Files as we keep going. Got to update our community as I keep reading. Um, if I decide to DNF on the series, which I doubt, <gasps> then my rating may end up going much lower instead of higher. Yeah, uh, don't scare me with a DNF. Don't do that. I didn't say it was likely. I just said it was possible. <laughs> Jason is like, don't even think about it. Uh, we will point to people then, you know, I've got all those deep reviews. Zach does have a book blast, one of our tiny talks, five minutes or less on Stormfront, just his reaction. It's actually doing pretty well. It's the last one we put out there. So if you haven't watched it, go look for that one. See what he really thinks about Stormfront. And we'll try to prod him to keep doing those as he works his way through the series. Maybe, I don't think... uh, maybe he can keep prodding me to do ones on most of the books that I read. I was thinking, actually, Zach, that because that one's doing so well, I need to like have a stuffed animal with me. Because I think they're there for Roly. Really. I mean, I would be too. He's cute. <laughs> He's in the episode with you. It's great. He's there for like half the episode. <laughs> All right. Let me run the outro. Remind people of where they can find us if they want to interact with us. Yes. Uh, it still doesn't have Mastodon, but that's okay. Um We'll see if that change sticks before we change our outro. I mean, we are Fantasy for the Ages on Mastodon, too, so it's not hard to find us. No. Although you have to have extra stuff. We have extra stuff. Somebody already took Fantasy for the Ages? No. Mastodon's different. you got to have, like, almost like an email address. There's extra there, but I'll have it in the show notes. They can find us. I don't know. I just blame someone really just seeing we're getting popular, and they had to take the name before it was gone. (laughs) All right, we'll talk to you next time, everyone.